Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and MacLean podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of the Gramlick and MacLean podcast. And we're back with our summer series as it continues. We're going to go summer series through July and then August, y'all. Who completely college football focused as we get you ready for the season? We can't wait for that, Mac. It's the week of July fourth. July fourth is tomorrow. My birthday. We're more importantly, more importantly, yeah, your obviously, birthday. Obviously, we're recording this a little early. So, but my birthday, if you're listening right now, was yesterday. So, if you didn't wish me a happy birthday, what are you doing? You missed it. So, um, I'm still ex- accepting any sort of calls and texts. But yeah, it's the most important thing. And Mac, I um, I turned thirty. So, Woo! big three I, zero. You might not hear from me for a little bit as I'm in mourning. Well, it just mornings. might take you a while. You know, everything kind of slows down. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know tough. how to use technology anymore. You know, <laughs> basically we're doing this Zoom. How is 30? Like, I, I'm a little worried. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough, KG. Your, knee, rough. your knees already hurt probably. Oh, they're shot. <laughs> your knees start hurting a little worse. Your back. You start picking up Jacob and you're just like, wow, is this, you know, 300 pounds or is this a little. He basically is. Baby? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. but no, I'm I'm excited. Fourth of July. Uh, you guys tomorrow we're celebrating. Hopefully, some safe fireworks. And of course, you got to go hit up our friends at Ingles and get everything you need to grill out, cook out. Uh, what, what's y'all's plans, KG? Are, are you going anywhere? Are you going to the park? Are you seeing some fireworks? I know the baby. It's it yeah. changes things, right? It we changes are things. we're doing it though. We're going to the coast with some go. friends, the South Carolina coast, and. Um, we're splitting up meals, so we're going to be doing burgers one of the nights. So we're going to get on. all of the stuff we need, all of our burgers stuff. That was my phone, sorry, from Ingles, and we'll get those ready. And then, of course, going to make a salad to go with it. Mac, you know, you I'm go. a salad fiend. That's so true. Nick will handle the grill. I'll make the salad. So we'll we'll get all that with Ingles. And maybe some of their 4th of July red, white, and blue themed pastries and desserts. Of Perhaps course. a cookie cake. The I'm cookies. just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Oh, killer. I can't wait. We, we are going... Down to Charleston. I can't wait. Super excited. Be on the water um, and get that baby girl. We Listen to this. We have this swing that goes on the boat. I can't Stop. wait. I can't what? wait. It's going to be awesome. So, I'll, you'll, you'll get pictures. You'll get content. Don't oh, worry. of course. I, I live for the Amelia content. I have told Nick, because we we're talking with our other friends whose babies are a little older, about they're going to be swimming. And I said, Jacob's not going near the pool. <laughs> like, no, sorry. No, no, no. He's not. He's too, too little. Too I'll, I'm going to dress him in really cute swim outfits, but I want him nowhere near the water. Right. Right, just in a towel over yeah. to the side. Maybe you can see the pool in the background a little sure. bit. For the photos, it. yeah. That's it. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait. It's super fun. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend, great week celebrating our, our great country here. But it's going to be a great podcast episode because my friend Don Davenport is on. She's with us. I've known her for a couple of years, but we never have met in person, never worked together. And finally, this XFL season, uh, we, we got that opportunity She's an absolute rock star, just absolutely busts it. She's hustling. You're going to hear all about that and kind of how she got to where she is in this crazy sports world. She is a hustler. I did the ESPN Plus radio grind for three years. It is such a grind, and she is still doing it. She works for 104.5 The Zone, Nashville's premier sports radio station. Just signed a long-term extension, so big congrats to Dawn on that. Before moving to Nashville, Dawn worked at ABC Wilmington and then also in Richmond. She talks about that. And just the journey, man, her journey has been crazy to get to where she is. Yeah, no no doubt. I'm not going to hold it against her. She is an Auburn Tiger. Mm-hmm. 
three-year letter winner there playing volleyball. Go freaking Tigers. Auburn is like Clemson without a lake. It's not as yeah, cool. Sorry, not. No I should have brought that up. I didn't talk trash to her. I just kind of was being respectful. And now I'm kind of being a, a joker doing it while she's not here. But anyway, let's get to it. Here's a quick message from our friends over at Ingles. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Don Davenport, friend, what is going on? Thank you so much for joining us today. So good to be with you guys, both of you. So you had a little uh, a popsicle party. What what, what was it that, <laughs> that you were telling us about? <laughs> yes. So you guys know this world too, it, Kelly, or you're you're getting there. I know you're yes, right. but um so at daycare, it's splash days on Friday. So they get to have popsicles on Saturday or on Friday. And so you get to go, you know, visit and enjoy it. And, you know, I'm there about five minutes and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> our teachers don't get paid enough to do this. That's for sure. I love <laughs> it. I love it. little three-year-olds running That's around right. playing in water in their swimsuits and oh, popsicles, extra sugar. Yeah. So Gotta it's, love it. uh, it's chaos. But That's right. Uh, I'm glad. So at one point, my major was elementary education in college. So I'm glad that I chose a different path. <laughs> That's perfect. That, that gets me right to to, to where I want to go here because uh, I, I just wanted to open up with with sports and and why that's so important to you. When did you kind of know you wanted to be in sports media? And it sounds like that was a defining time, a defining moment right there. Oh, yeah. I went through, uh, I think my dad tracked it like eight different majors in college. <laughs> I uh, ended up in, in this one. So as far as sports goes, I've always been a huge sports fan. I have a younger brother. He's two years younger than me, um, who big basketball guy. My dad graduated from Duke, which means there we, we go. You know, we grew up going to Duke basketball games, Come on. So following them around tournament wise. Our family vacations back in the day were... <laughs> Um, yeah, going to spring training, <clears throat> baseball, spring training. That's what we did as like family vacation growing up. So uh, I've, I've been around it my whole life. My mom's probably the biggest sports fan of everybody. Now she's a Georgia Bulldog. So we'll forgive her for that. But uh, but yeah, so uh, she could probably name every single batting average for an Atlanta Brave player Ooh, for the last wow. 25 years. I mean, wow. that's. Yeah, she's uh, she's diehard. So growing up, it was always sports. Um, and I knew I wanted to play a sport in college, uh, hence volleyball at Auburn. So mm -hmm. I ended up walking on my freshman year um, and just loved it and fell in love with that place. Uh, and yeah, went through at least probably seven or eight different majors. I thought I wanted to be a vet for a little bit. And uh <laughs> And then I did my nice job shadow at the veterinarian office. And I was like, nope, that's, uh, I don't think this is for me, as a matter of fact. They, they gave me a little puppy that wasn't, didn't know how to use a leash yet. Mm. So they're like, oh, here, go work with him for a little bit before our surgery, you know? And I was like, I don't have the patience for this mm. at all. Uh, then I thought I wanted to be a doctor for a while. I worked in the emergency room in Opelika, Alabama overnight for oh, a little no. 
no, no. I was like, I mm -mm, can't do it. Can't do it. Moving on. Next major. Uh, had organic chemistry and was like, hmm, drop ad. <laughs> Too won. hard. I'm out. <laughs> yep. So uh, so I went through all those. And I actually came into Auburn as a theater major, by the way. So <laughs> I seriously hit everything. Uh, and then finally decided on math communication. I did Eagle Eye TV there. Fell in love with it. Loved the the business of journalism and broadcast journalism and jumped into that. And then also thought, you know what, maybe I want to be a lawyer. So when I graduated, took the LSAT, <laughs> I know, took the LSAT, um, got a decent score, got accepted into law school. Wow. wow. And then was looking at kind of uh, money and, you know, how to pay for it. I had a little bit of scholarship money left over from, uh, I did Miss North Carolina, the America system back in the day. So I had some scholarship money, but it was not near enough to help. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't want to have to work and go to law school and pay. So here we are. <laughs> now I you made it. You made it. I made well, this it. This is the, the, that was a lot. That, that, that was a lot to unpack. I, I think I have to just follow <laughs> up with this quickly. I'm sorry, KG. So we've got a Duke Blue Devil uh -huh. and a Georgia Bulldog, and that yeah. somehow makes War Eagle. How did that happen? How did yeah. that happen? <laughs> um, to to my mom's demise. I mean, oh. she. Mm was distraught because think about it. We, I grew up, I was born in Texas, but grew up in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So all of my friends went to Georgia. Like that was yeah. where you go. If you're in, I was in Peachtree city, Georgia, which is like two and a half hours, you know, from Athens that she was like, Oh, my kids are going to Georgia. No problem. No. So what it came down to for me was volleyball. Honestly, mm -hmm. I had a best friend whose sister went to Auburn. We went to visit I fell in love with Auburn and I had a bunch of scholarship offers for smaller volleyball programs and decided that I wanted to go to Auburn, but I would only go there if I had an opportunity to play volleyball. Wow. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and you get lucky. And uh, I was at a, a club volleyball tournament, junior Olympic back then. I was like it's totally different world now, but, um, and I got, to meet the Auburn coach. He watched a couple of our games and I got to walk on at Auburn. So wow. that's how I ended up there. It worked out that way. I always <laughs> tell my mom, I'm like, Hey, I would have gone to your alma mater. They just didn't want me, you know, yes, there you go. There you exactly. go. <laughs> Here's Done. the worst part. My brother followed me to Auburn. Oh, so no. both of us are Auburn tigers and poor mom Yikes. never got her Georgia bulldog. <laughs> Oh man! Well, may, maybe your yes. daughter. Maybe she'll end up a Georgia Bulldog. I don't know if you'll like that though. Well, but it would be full horrible. circle. It would be full circle there. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Auburn Tiger. That's there right. <laughs> I love that. Well, Don, we have a lot in common. So my mom went to Duke, and okay. um, so I grew up a Duke basketball fan as well. Um, and my dad went to Oklahoma, so somehow. It, Oklahoma and Duke person make a Clemson Tiger. I don't know how that happens either. Um, and my dad also wanted me to go to law school until the very end. Basically, until I signed with ESPN, he finally stopped bugging me about it. So I understand. <laughs> we have a lot of going. My, my dad was like, you don't want to work that hard. You're good. Like, go, go do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And my brother's a lawyer. And I, mm -mm, no, it, it's not, it's not much fun. What we get to do is a lot of fun. So let's talk about kind of that process, Don. So we both know the, okay, I'm done playing. You spend so much time. You're, you know, 24-7, 365 focused on volleyball, football, basketball, whatever it is. And then you got to 
find something else to do with your life in many respects. So I know you said you worked at Auburn in Mass Common with kind of internships and that kind of thing. But you also told me before this that you worked in local news too. So how was your path to not only ESPN, but you do a big time radio show in Nashville as well. So tell us more about specifically the path to kind of the radio side. A little bit of a crazy path, kind of like my decision on major, I guess. You know, I just, I like to try new things and dabble in things apparently, but um, right out of college, uh, couldn't get a job like many of us. It's so hard to get a job in this Mm -hmm. industry. Um, And so I bartended for a while Uh until finally I, back then it was on VHS, took my resume tape on VHS and traveled to all of the small markets in the South and would just call news directors and be like, hey, I'm in your town. I'm actually at the front door. Can I give you my tape? <laughs> um, wow. And I ended up, yeah, ended up having uh, my best friend worked in Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is an amazing town mm-hmm. uh, on the beach, like beautiful. So I went to visit her, showed up at the door at all these, you know, news stations, ended up one of the news directors saw me and was like, huh. Uh, this is it's not bad. It's okay. You know, I'm like, Hey, I'll take. Okay. <laughs> um, so he offered me a news reporter job, not sports. And I said, mm. well, I really want to do sports, but I'll take a news job just to get my foot in the door and, and try and work that way. Um, so got that they, you know, Wilmington, North Carolina, they pay you in sunshine. So uh, ramen noodles, it was for, uh, for food there. That's for sure. Uh, but the week before I was supposed to start, the news director calls me and he's like, my second sports person just quit. Do you want that? We can anchor. I'm like, absolutely. I'm in. I got lucky and got to start in sports in Wilmington, North Carolina, which you guys know, get to cover a lot of ACC mm-hmm. schools and um, NASCAR and all kinds of things. So spent three years there, two and a half years there. Second job was Richmond, Virginia. Um, also a local station doing sports ended up, we had like a four person sports department in Richmond, which was amazing until they cut it. (laughs) (laughs) And yes. And guess who was on the chopping block? Mm. That would be me. Last one in, they cut it in half. And so, uh, I was laid off in Richmond Wow. and was like, I don't know what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. How long had you been there? How long had you been in Richmond before this happened? I had been there three years. Oh, wow. Mm. So you were like established. Wow. Yes. Yes. And I, and I really loved Richmond, but I, it wasn't a place that I was going to stay. I wasn't planning on staying forever kind of thing. Um, but one of my old news directors from who actually hired me in Richmond was now a news director in Nashville. So kids out there, it just remember, you Mm -hmm. never know later down the line, who's going to help you get a job, who's going to make you better at your job, any of that, like, just, just remember that you never know. Um, and so he called me, we were owned by the same company. He called me five minutes after I walked out of the office when they laid me out off and said, I've got a job for you doing sports. It's the number three. So you're going to have to carry a camera, shoot, you're not anchoring, just fill in, whatever. But uh, and and I'm going to pay you your same salary that you were making there, um, but in Nashville. Which, you know, I thought, okay, I didn't know a ton about Nashville. I had visited it, but I was like, great, 
Uh, that was 17 years ago. I still live in this city and I absolutely love it. I got here and decided that I was not going to leave. Uh, I was going to stay forever because I fell in love with it. And I did. And so I had a sports director there that was never going anywhere. So I knew I ended up moving up to the number two spot over the time. I got to do Titans sidelines, pregame sidelines. That's how I kind of got into it. Um, and then you know, I decided I wanted my weekends off <laughs> and I didn't want to carry a camera anymore. And our this was over the spring. So it's slower sports time. Our morning news anchor was went on maternity leave. She was having her second baby. Well, I was friends with her. I knew she wasn't coming back this time, you know. And so the more I, you know, <laughs> yes, the more, you know, I said, um, I said, well, can I just fill in as a morning anchor? I'm like, it's spring, you know, it's kind of slow, like for sports, I want to fill in. And my news director was like, absolutely not. No, you're a sports person. There's <laughs> no way I'm going to allow you to fill in. And I was like, well, who are you going to put there? And he's like, I don't know yet. I said, good. Give me a week. Just give me a week. Mm. If I suck, you you don't ever have to put me there again. Wow. Wow. Yep. So I filled in, she decided not to come back and I ended up getting that job. So that was how I switched to morning news. And that switch, part of it too, was right about that time was when opportunities with ESPN came mm. up. And so I couldn't, you know, capitalize on those opportunities unless I had the weekends off to right. be able to go work college football. Um, so it, when I say I've been lucky in parts of my career that things have just worked out, sometimes God has plans and mm -hmm. takes care of you. And that's really kind of how it all went down. And then I was on that morning show. And after five years, I was like, I look like I'm 60 because <laughs> I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning. Oh and my gosh. At, at night. Yeah. And uh, we started at 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, so no. uh, so no. that is when I uh, decided to venture into radio. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, and here we are, and here we are. Yeah, wow, that, that's amazing. So you, you kind of briefly mentioned the ESPN stuff there. How did how did that come about? Was that something that you wanted to get to that you wanted to to you know pursue, or or did they kind of find you and say, hey, you know, we, we need you to come do this? I absolutely. I think that's probably a lot of people's goal, right? Network, big time. I have always been in love with college football, um, always wanted to be a part of some kind of, you know, bigger coverage of it. So uh, back when I was doing sports on the weekend, um, like I said, luckily I got to do some Titans preseason games and do sideline and get my feet wet that way. Uh, and back then, CSS was still a network. I don't know if you guys remember CSS, but it was pre-SEC network, pre-ACC network. And um, so they, their sideline reporter for a Vanderbilt versus Presbyterian game. <laughs> Elite. <laughs> yes. Got sick and couldn't work. And so they, this, I knew the sideline reporter. He called me. He's like, hey, do you want to take this game? I'm like, heck yeah. Awesome. I had known Vanderbilt anyway from covering them, you know. So jumped in, took the game. There happened to be people that worked for ESPN on that crew. And somebody passed my name to John Vassallo and said, hey, she does research. She did a good job. You should look at her. And again, you never know who's watching you or who can mm. help you. And to this day, I don't even know who it was that passed my name to him. Wow. I still don't. Yeah. Wow. So 
Um, you just never know, but that's how it all kind of happened. And then Vasallo took a chance on me and yeah. I'm so grateful. And that was 10 years ago. Right. Wow. How about JV, man? I miss that guy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. dude. That's awesome. Yeah. He's given a lot of people their starts. Mm. Sure. Sure. Wow. And I, I like a few times you've said, Don, you know, for people who are trying to get in this business, here's, you know, remember this. And this is such a, your story is very interesting. And I think everyone has a little bit of that where it's almost right place, right time. When what, what's the saying when you work hard and it meets a little luck and then you get um, something great. And it seems that that's, it's, I mean, we've all been there too. We all understand that, but that's incredible. And so from there, if you're looking at sideline, because sideline, I've done a little bit of it for basketball. And I think it's harder than yeah. doing color. And I love doing color. And that's what I do. So I think sideline's harder. I think finding your niche in the broadcast, knowing what is enough, what is not too much, that kind of thing. And then the elements that you deal with in football, I I can't imagine with that. So when you were starting to break into sideline and, and wanting to do that, who were some people that maybe you watched growing up that you thought, okay, I want to emulate that? Or maybe some people you've met in the business that you like to emulate, if you will. I know you're your own person, but just some people you'd watch doing sideline. Yeah. Um, let's see, going back, I'm trying to remember now. Um, nowadays I feel like our all of our sideline reporters are phenomenal and we have a group text chain where we're, you know, mm, talk awesome. to each other, <laughs> ideas, and hey, you know, I do this when I prep and all of that. I think I love Holly. I think Holly Rose always done a phenomenal job. Susie Colbert was like my ultimate back in the day that I just adored and wanted to be like and loved her. Um, And so I think she does a great job. I, I like the, and and it's not for everybody, but I'm much more um, of a, Hey, we're all just having a conversation, you know, and we're all a part of this broadcast, making it better for you, the fans, so that you can get information that, you know, you wouldn't be able to get if I wasn't down here. And so I like the reporters that are doing that style of Mm -hmm. sideline reporting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Phenomenal job. And, um, you know, I think, I think we've got a great crew at ESPN right now. McLean, you, you're all about the sidelines. Yeah, I dabbled, it I've dabbled in it. And I've got to say, I, I like staying up in my little castle. It's, it's way easier. It's way easier. <laughs> well, football's a different ball game with the weather. Okay. Don, I want to ask this because I remember when Mac did, he did an XFL game and he came back and we recorded a podcast and the top of this dude's head was so sunburned because he was out in the elements yeah, and didn't want to wear a hat on TV. So what a rookie! What is your yeah? What is your craziest football weather story where you've been out in the elements? <laughs> oh my! I think I always get asked that. Well, I worked Washington, Washington State this past year in Ooh. Pullman oh. at the end of the year because it's rivalry week, right? The mm-hmm. Apple Cup. So it was like twenty degrees, super miserable nope. <laughs> as far as cold. Yeah. But probably the two worst that I've ever dealt with. Now I'm lucky I haven't been, although I feel like snow is better sometimes. I'd rather Ooh. be in like pouring snow. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Interesting. Because like rain is the worst. Rain the worst. stinks. Yeah. So uh, I worked the Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> when was this? It was, I think it was eight years ago. And it was 32 degrees and pouring rain. I mean, pouring. It was, um, where was PJ Fleck before Minnesota? Uh, Central Michigan? Is that right? I think Central Central Michigan. Michigan. 
So it was Fleck, Central Michigan, and I think they were playing Air Force mm. um, with Coach Calhoun. And it was, I mean, just downpour. It never stopped, oh, and it was like God. 32 degrees. Gosh. I would rather... I would rather it be pouring snow. Yeah, just snow at that point. Yeah, Yeah. that one was bad. And then uh, I worked a Northwestern. It was at Northwestern Mm. in October. And I want to say they played, who was it? Nebraska, maybe? Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. And uh, that was a like 50 mile per hour wind. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like coming off the it was so it was 32 the degrees. Lake, yeah. <laughs> it was rainy and it was just, I mean, the wind was unbelievable, like hard mm. to keep my hat on, mm. windy and cold. It was Gosh. just I'm like this. was that this past year or was that in years previous? No, that was um that was probably nine years ago, maybe. Oh wow. Because you know, they just had a very similar game against Ohio State where oh, just, yeah. you couldn't even throw the ball yes. this past season. The it was wind terrible. Was so crazy. Yes. Yeah, it was terrible. And that's, I'm like, I would much rather give me, it's funny because, you know, we're so accessible uh, through Twitter nowadays. Sure. And, and I love that and hate it at the same time. Yeah. But I had to check myself at halftime because I had like 15 tweets of people being like, wow, you look absolutely miserable. <laughs> like, oh, you can tell Thanks. how miserable <laughs> it is there. You know, like, oh, wow, this sideline floor is not happy to be there. You know? <laughs> I better check myself. I think it's showing on my face how cold and windy it is here. Um, you, just, you know, you just get a couple scarves and a couple more mittens, whatever you got to do. Uh, yeah. It's not fun. Not fun to yeah. say the least. So um, those are my like bad weather. Right. I mean, and then I spent three years with SEC Network. So working the SEC in August, September. Oh, like yeah. 100 degrees wherever you go. Sure, you know, that's sure. when you're like, oh, light colored shirt. So you can't see my sweat marks. That's right. <laughs> That's I just funny. don't know how you guys uh, continue to make your hair look good. Like that, that would just stress me out. <laughs> no, that's well, you see, that's why I did this, Kelly. That's why, I, that's why I did, you know, what I did. Yeah. Well, not everyone has that option, Eric McLean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or goodness. you just throw it in a ponytail or a hat. True, true, a hat. true but just still. Just wear a hat. Just wear a hat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Don, since we're on stories, uh, I did want to ask you, what was there ever a moment whether it was an event, a game, show, whatever it was, that you're like, oh my gosh, like th- this is it. I work for ESPN. I'm doing what I grew up watching. Was there ever something like that? Because I think we, we all kind of have that story. And Don, I have to assume it's the Idaho Potato Bowl, but uh, it, whatever <laughs> yeah. comes in second to that. Right. Hey, I'm like, I was like the regular on the Idaho Potato Bowl <laughs> for a long time now. Um, uh, my very first game for ESPN, first one ever was at Auburn. Like the eagle flying, just the chills up and down my arms. The, like I, that was a moment where you have to be like, okay, don't cry. Like you're about to go live to do your opening hit, but just all of it, you know, because it's such a special place to me. Can, Can you imagine if your first game was that no. Clemson that you got? I wouldn't to be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do work it. for ESPN. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something. It was. Uh, I think they played Washington State that year. I'm trying to remember, but it was Gus, which I had a great relationship with Coach yeah. Malzahn too. I mean, it was just so the the football SID helped as an SID when I played volleyball there. Wow. You know, it was Dang. everything was just like I'm like, oh, my own little <laughs> piece of. I can't believe this is my life. You know. Wow. Wow. Full yeah, circle. So, 
full circle. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we had, okay. So we had Taylor Tannenbaum on um, a couple episodes ago and she told an epic iron bowl story where she was doing local sports <laughs> and a guy wanted her to spread his grandfather's ashes on the field <laughs> in the middle of the game. That has to of be an Auburn on yeah. Alabama. It's the iron bowl. So either yeah. as a fan or yeah. as a reporter, do you have either a favorite iron bowl story that you've witnessed or just one that you've heard? Because the iron bowl, these stories are just, abs- there's nothing like it. The stories that come yeah. out of that game. Oh, there's nothing like it. I don't, I don't really have one though. I do remember though, the kick six. Yeah. Was, I think <laughs> that it was my, I think it was my second year with ESPN. I can't remember exactly, but I, I remember exactly where I was mm-hmm. when it happened. I was working a Louisville game. It was <laughs> Houston versus Louisville. And there is no, sorry, you guys know, right? I, it, maybe it's better now, but there's no service in Louisville Stadium. No, when you're on the none. field, Ooh. your phone does not work. At all. Like, at all. So my producer at the time, it was Tom Schofield. My producer at the time was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just Oh my gosh. In your ear. In your and I'm like, what? What? Tell me. What's going on? Put it in my monitor. Put it in my monitor. <laughs> He's like, nope, pay attention. You got a job to do. I'm like, put it in my monitor. <laughs> so then he's like, I can't wait for you, for us to be done and you to go see what just happened. Oh so my gosh. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. I can't get anything. I don't, I'm not getting any text. I can't get text out. My brother's at the game, Oh my God. you know? So like all these things, I, I, and I can't see it and I can't even find out what happened. I'm like, who won? Who won? At least <laughs> tell me that nobody would tell me anything. So then of course, game's over. We finished post game with God, who is the coach at Houston? Tony, um, he owns Chick-fil-A's now. Oh. his name now oh you know who I'm talking about yeah. anyway so I'm like hurrying trying to, <laughs> to get the interview done well his wife graduated from Auburn you know oh. so like, whatever try- I'm like I don't know what happened I'm about to go find out like just <laughs> let me let me go so end up finally getting out of the stadium my phone blows up like yeah. 800 text messages <laughs> of, from everybody and all I want to do is find the video of what happened so that was, of course, finally my brother sent me video because he was good, there. Good. Um, but yeah, so that that's my everybody is like, oh, kick six. You remember where you were? I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <sure." laughs> In a black shout hole, out, I couldn't yeah, find it. Shout anything. out to the cards. Unbelievable. Yes. yes. <laughs> Gosh. Yep. Oh man. Well, let's jump a little big picture here, Don, into college football because as we all know, I mean, we're so immersed into this thing. It's changing daily, it feels like with TV contracts and and contra- or, uh, conferences expanding and decreasing and all these different things with NIL, transfer portal, uh, playoff expansion, all these different things are happening. With all that coming together, I just want you to kind of use your crystal ball here for a second. Is this good for the sport? Like, are we going to be in a good spot five, ten years from now? Or, or are you kind of like, hey, let's slow things down. This is a little bit too much chaos. I think it it depends on what you think is good. Mm. Right. Because at the end of the day, NCAA is going to go away. It's it's going to be just this one big, you know, conglomerate of the, the big schools. So do you do you think that's good? 
you know, what happens to the smaller programs? What when, happens- when does that happen, by the way? When do you think that happens? <laughs> yeah, tell tell us the future, Don. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I mean, I think I, like 10 years, I think that's happening. I think it'll be less than that. Mm. Wow. I absolutely yeah. think it'll be less than that. Because, in, and look what's going on with NIL. And Shannon Terry, who started on three, mm-hmm. lives here in Nashville. Their headquarters are here in Nashville. We went to their elite event um, our radio station, our radio show broadcast live from there. And so we kind of got to see everything that's going on with that, but everything that's going on with NIL and the legislation and all yeah. of that, that's, it, that's going to do nothing to, to regulate that because it can't basically, you know, so uh, I think it's going to be sooner than that because of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm kind of under the, I'm kind of with Nick Saban on this one, you know, Nick has pushed back. often about NIL and all of that. But what he's pushing back on is this going into high school with recruits that have done nothing yet. And, you know, the reports, I mean, remember the, the Nico reports for Tennessee that he was making what 8 million, which by the way, what do you mean? He's not not making that. What are you talking about? That is not true. Now I'm not going to say it ain't in the millions because you know how Vols fans are. They're ready to be back. back Um, Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but I just think it's inevitable and, and the NCAA waited way too long to try and do anything or even have conversations about it. And now here's where we are. And I think it's going to completely change the landscape of the sport. Mm -hmm. Now, someone like me, I, I, I think it's sad because I love the opportunity. The fact that I got to play, I know I played at Auburn, but the fact that I got to play a sport in college and learn time management yep. and teamwork and focus and, you know, all of the life lessons that you learn with the ability to play a sport. And for some people, you know, that's how they're getting an education and, and able to pay for it. And um, I, I hate the fact that it could be such a different level of losing some of the the smaller programs, perhaps, you know? Yeah. And especially and we'll for the... See. For the female student athletes, Don. I mean, we know that. And uh, our listeners have heard me belabor that point. And it's sad because I ask people and no one really knows the answer of, well, are we going to preserve women's sports? Like, is, do we care enough? I, um, I hope we do. And I think some of the recent numbers we've seen with women's hoops and softball and volleyball and just the, the TV numbers. Oh, they've been um, big. Yeah. Yeah. So that can hopefully maintain that. But I want, okay, this is a question we haven't really gotten to ask someone on our podcast, Mac, because we've got Don, who's you know more of an SEC person. Like, let's be real; she's an Auburn <laughs> grad. She works a lot of SEC games, and we know the SEC is in great shape for the future of of college football. We know the Big Ten is in great shape. Everyone else is kind of in flux. As someone who follows the SEC and maybe is an SEC fan, are you okay with that? Or in some in 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 some world, could this get kind of boring? Yes, the SEC has expanded. But if it's just the SEC, just the Big Ten that can really compete, we won't get a TCU in the national title. You don't get Clemson rising up out of nowhere. You don't get some of these other cool stories. Are are the SEC people okay with that, I guess, is my question. Well, I mean, SEC is okay with them being at the top always. And and that's what Zinke is doing to make sure no matter what happens in the landscape of college football, that it just means more. And the SEC is at the top and Mm -hmm. and 
and Sankey has done a phenomenal job making that happen and making sure just decision making and the the ability to look ahead and kind of look and see what maybe the five year out landscape is, is oh, yeah. looking like. And he's making sure that he's taking care of, of his conference. Now, I, I am I'm always the expand the playoff. Let's get more teams in here. Let's get more fan bases. And I argue with my husband all the time. Now he's an, an Indiana grad. So okay. you know, we, we talk more basketball than football. Sure, but, sure. Um, but, you know, he's like, well, what's the point in expanding the playoff? Because there's only like two or three teams that can win. I'm like, no, you never. We don't know, know that. I'm all, about, I'm all about the expansion. I'm all about getting more teams in there. And in the college football playoff expansion, will probably help that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not, and especially depending on how you set it up, you know, I think it'll help it not just become, you know, a two conference conglomerate for college football. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. It it really is. And especially at the pace that this thing moves, you know, if if it is going to be sooner than 10 years, like what does that look like? Is it two super conferences that make this mini NFL type thing? I mean, what is it? What is it going to be? I can too. I can too. I I think it's ultimately going to be 45 teams, 50 teams, football only, basketball only. And then the NCAA will manage everything else. That's what I think is going to happen. As long as everything else is able to exist. Um, And maybe, you know, look, if you're playing volleyball, maybe you don't get to fly to some places. Like it is what it is, but at least the opportunity is still there. That's that's what really matters to me personally. Yep. I agree with that. I do. We'll it's going to be fun to watch, isn't it? It is. It is. I can't unpredictable. wait. I can't wait. It is hey. unpredictable to say the least. And at the end of the day, it's college football. Those fan bases will always be intact. It's, That's right. It is just, I mean, we <laughs> live it every day. It's it's the middle of the summer right. and we have people calling yeah. to talk smack. <laughs> That's you know, right. uh, about Kentucky, Tennessee fans calling to sure. do that or, you know, about Vanderbilt or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, it will, these fan bases are so awesome that it, it college football will always, always be king. Someone no, no, will always I, want grandpa to right. have his final resting place <laughs> be a college football stadium. That's right. <laughs> like, that's by the right. way, grandpa was an Alabama fan, wasn't he? Correct. Yes. Of yes. course. Yes. Of course he was. Of course he no, was. Sorry. Last thing, last thing, Don, I just want to get your comment on this. Because you talk about the expansion and, and the, the teams and the atmosphere in college football. I cannot wait to see home playoff games. Oh, I mean, yes. that is going to oh, be yeah. Nayland Stadium, Memorial Stadium at Clemson, the, between the hedges, Alabama. I mean, all those. It's going to be crazy. Jordan Hare. It's going to be crazy. Jordan Hare, come on. I was going to let her say it. I was going to let her say it. there. Hugh Freeze is, uh, he's going to fix it all. Come on now. <laughs> so we'll see. It'll be fun. But this was yeah. so much fun speaking of that. Don, thank you for your time. Uh, the Summer Series, it was great to have you on. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. Thanks again to Don for joining us. And she, look, we talk about the grind of doing ESPN and local radio. She is in it, man. She does afternoons in Nashville. That's a major market. And as we said in the intro, signs and extension. So there are very few women in sports talk radio, and she is absolutely killing it with her ESPN duties. She's also a mom. What can't (laughs) Don do? So we really appreciate her time. Had some great stories for us. And I will stand by, and you know this from XFL, Mac. Sideline is so hard and doing it out in the elements. I'm not built for that. I know my limitations. 
not built for it, Max. Not, not, not for either one of us. Not for either one <laughs> of us. Uh, but yeah, super fun talking with her. I, I loved her, you know, kind of thoughts on in general about college football and where it's yeah. going. And she th- maybe thinks a little quicker than I do, uh, but uh, who knows? Uh, you know, it could be right around the corner and this thing looks totally different. Uh, the key is we're all going to be here to to hopefully talk about it and, and to keep exploring. Uh, but that's it from us, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Another great episode of Graham Lincoln Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles. You got to check them out. Everything you need for 4th of July, they've got it in bulk. They got the savings, whatever you need. Go check them out. Get it done there. And I uh, appreciate you guys always joining us here on YouTube. If you haven't, go mm-hmm. over there, subscribe, leave some comments. We do some fun things over here. And, of course, the OGs on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe there as well. But until next time, we'll see you all.